Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB, and it is Wednesday night. It's about six o'clock in the evening. We're going to be going over the Thursday night football game here between the Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we got a few practice reports and some other things to look at. These teams have already played once against each other this year, so we got uh, we're going to check out that box score and see how that game went down. But again, tomorrow night we got the Thursday night game: Falcons at the Panthers here. So we're just going to hop right into the uh, the practice reports. And both teams are actually relatively healthy at the moment. Uh, on the Falcons side of things, Russell Gage has been limited all week. Julio Jones was limited Monday, Tuesday, but he got a full practice in today. So you love to see that. It looks like Julio Jones is going to be good to go. Uh, the center, Alex Mack, limited all week. Caleb McGarry also limited all week. And then the one guy that's probably not going to play here, and, and he's already listed as out. So that's going to be Tack McKinley. So really only one major <clears throat> injury that's going to be out for the Atlanta Falcons. And on the Carolina Panthers side of things, you got the, pretty much the similar situation. No one's been listed out, but you got Russell Okun here, who's listed as doubtful, starting tackle here. Uh, and then you got a, another guy here, Zach Kerr, defensive tackle, not practicing. Uh, but these other guys here, defensive lineman Marquise Haynes. John Miller and F.A. Obata. These guys all practice in full today. So it looks like the Panthers are going to be relatively healthy. I don't know why Christian McCaffrey isn't on this. That must be a good thing. Uh, he's probably the one guy that we have to watch for tomorrow and see if he's going to be playing. I know he, if he's not on the injury report, he, uh, he must have logged full practices the last two days. Uh, so I would assume that he's trending towards playing. And then since these two teams have already played each other, uh, I wanted to pull up the box score from week five. Uh, so the Carolina Panthers won 23 to 16. This one was in Atlanta. Uh, you see Teddy Bridgewater here, pretty efficient, 27 out of 36, 313 yards and two touchdowns. Pretty good rating here as well. On the other side, you got Matt Ryan, who was kind of inefficient here, only 226 passing yards, uh, and then just one interception, no touchdowns for Matt Ryan in this one. So that was really interesting to see Teddy get the best of Matt Ryan. Uh, and then in the running back column, you see Mike Davis go for 16 carries, 89 yards, uh, really good yards per carry average here. They even gave Curtis Samuel some carries, so four for 28. Uh, so the, they were able to run the ball pretty effectively here. And on the Atlanta side of things, I mean, Todd Gurley, he's probably going to be one of the most exciting plays uh, tomorrow night because as we see in my start-sit charts, we see that Carolina is not good against the running back. So Todd Gurley, 8.6 yards per carry, 121 yards, and the touchdown. So Mike Davis, Todd Gurley, these guys both had a quite of a good game here. And then in the receiving column, you see Todd Gurley add four for 29, uh, and then Mike Davis caught a big one here. So if Christian McCaffrey plays, I think you're going to probably see uh, not a full workload for McCaffrey. I would still assume Mike Davis is going to be flex-worthy at best. Uh, but we do see the receivers here. This game was was without Julio Jones, and that's when Calvin Ridley kind of went off here for 136 yards. Uh, so, of course, you're, you're going to be starting Calvin Ridley. Uh, but then who else do you really start in the receiving game? Russell Gage didn't do much. Olamide Zacchaeus didn't do much. And then uh, we got Hayden Hurst here just at two for eight. So he didn't really get much going against the Panthers. Uh, and then the Panthers receivers, I mean, Robbie Anderson is going to be a good play this week. He had eight for 112. DJ Moore, four for 93 and a touchdown. He's had a, he's had 93 yards in the last three games. Uh, so we'll see if he can hit that mark one more time or even go over. And then Mike Davis was the other big receiver here. Uh, Curtis Samuel had a nice day as well. So we see there's a lot of fantasy points potential here for both teams. Uh, and then as we get to the start sit charts here, 
I'm first going to read over my fantasy points allowed to the positions. Uh, you see, I mean, we got a lot of green matchups here on the Atlanta Falcon sides. If you've been watching my videos, you know that the Falcons are the one team that I think we want to target almost every single week, no matter who they're playing. Uh, they are last against quarterback points here, allowing almost 27 points per game. They are dead last against the tight ends, about 20.6. Uh, and then even receivers here, they're allowing almost 44 points per game to the receiver position. Uh, they're not terrible against the run, but about 25 RB PPR points to the running backs. So this is a target in all four position groupings here. And then the Panthers are actually a, a pretty legit defense against all positions except the running back. So uh, I think we're going to like Todd Gurley here. And just because it's Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, we're probably going to continue to start those guys no matter what. Uh, both guys are healthy. So let's take a look at these start-sit charts here. Uh, you got, I mean, I think Matt Ryan and Teddy Bridgewater are both can be quarterback ones this weekend. Uh, I'm actually a little bit more excited to get Teddy Bridgewater into the lineup just because we see this green 32 here for the Falcons, almost 27 points per game. Uh, and if I do remember, I think this was worth 20 points for Teddy Bridgewater. So he had no turnovers, two touchdowns, and 313 yards. Uh, and they might get Christian McCaffrey back. So the offense could even be better than what it was uh, with Mike Davis back in week five. So I like both quarter, both quarterbacks here as friend quarterback ones. Uh, running back Todd Gurley, he's a must start in this one. I have him up as an RB1. I don't think I've ranked him as an RB1 all season, uh, but it is the Carolina Panthers. They are, what are they? They are 31st against the run here, over 32 PPR points per game. Uh, so you got to think Todd Gurley's got a chance at least at one or two touchdowns in this one. Uh, you're starting Julio Jones. He got the full practice in today, so he's all good to go. Calvin Ridley's not on the injury report, so he's, I mean, he's a wide receiver two on my list, but I'd put him as a wide receiver one uh, if I had him there. So we got Julio, Calvin, Todd Gurley in the lineups. But then what, did you, what do you do with Hayden Hurst? I'm kind of curious what he's been doing the last couple of weeks. So he's, looks like he's tight end eight on the season. Let's just filter by PPR. So the last few weeks, Hayden Hurst, Starting in week six here, <clears throat> 457 and a touchdown against Detroit, six for 68. Uh, so double-digit points here, but you see this week five against Carolina, he had his worst game of the season, only two catches, eight yards on six targets. So that's not really good here that we don't really feel comfortable starting that. Uh, I would recommend benching Hayden Hurst unless you have, I mean, if you have a really good option behind him or you see a guy like Harrison Bryant or something on the waiver wire, uh, you can ask me questions later if you want to have someone to start over Hayden Hurst. But I'm a little bit shy on Hayden Hurst as a tight end one. Uh, like we said here, the Panthers are actually pretty good against all the positions except running back. So they are allowing just under 11 points per game to the tight end. So I don't really see uh, much room for success for Hayden Hurst. Maybe he scores a touchdown in you know three or four catches for you know, 30, 40 yards at best. Um, so it's not going to be a high ceiling game for Hayden Hurst. But um, otherwise, I'm not really starting comfortably anybody else on this team. I think it's pretty simple. Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley, Julio, and Calvin. Those are probably the locks. And then we'll, we'll consider Hayden Hurst if you need to. Um, <clears throat> we're not touching the Atlanta defense, as we talked about here. We got four green matchups. Not really interested in any of that stuff. Uh, and then just on the bench for now, I think I'm leaving Russell Gage. I'm leaving Brian Hill. You know, Smith, we're not worrying about those guys unless Gurley gets injured. Uh, and then I'm going to continue to watch Olamide Zacchaeus. Just because he seems to be like the next guy up in case Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley get hurt. He's kind of their, their primary backup uh, outside receiver. <clears throat> so on the Carolina Panthers side of things, like we said, <clears throat> all positions work against the Atlanta defense here. So they're dead last against the quarterbacks, dead last against the tight end. So it's kind of unfortunate that we really don't trust Ian Thomas uh, at all in fantasy football this year. I'm trying to see what he did last time. So he had zero catches in one target against the Falcons uh, the last time that they played. So we're not trusting Ian Thomas at all. 
but all these guys here are going to be in play. So I got Teddy Bridgewater as a fringe quarterback one. He's a great quarterback two in super flex leagues if you play in those. Um, <clears throat> but it's all about this Mike Davis, Christian McCaffrey situation. So McCaffrey has been practicing this week. He's not on the injury report or anything. So I think he's been practicing in full, which is great news. Uh, but what to do with Christian McCaffrey? If you have him and he plays, you almost have to get him in your lineup. But I think the uh, <clears throat> the right mindset to be in if you're starting McCaffrey is to kind of just limit your expectations. We can't, uh, I don't think it's fair to expect him to just walk back into that 90% snap rate, as especially since Mike Davis is playing so good. Um, so maybe we see something, you know, in the 50 or 60% for Christian McCaffrey and they kind of keep Mike Davis uh, in there and just enough to kind of, you know, ease him back into the rotation. So um, <clears throat> if McCaffrey's in, I mean, you can plug him in as your RB1, RB2, wherever you got to find a spot there. Uh, but then Mike Davis, too. I think Mike Davis still might have a low-end RB2 flex role, uh, just only in PPR leagues, just because he's been so productive there. And uh, if anything happens to McCaffrey and he doesn't play tomorrow, you got Mike Davis uh, ready to go. So then you got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson here. These guys have to be in your lineups. Uh, they've been on fire all season. DJ Moore uh, starting to catch touchdowns now. He's getting some deep plays, too, where he's kind of always been a possession receiver, but I like everything there that he's got going on. And Robbie Anderson just continues to make plays. So this whole group of players here is in my consideration. Uh, and then I think Curtis Samuel, he's been doing some nice things lately. He scored the first touchdown of his season last week. Um, I think he's been over double-digit touches in, in both the last two weeks. Uh, let's take a look here at his game logs. <clears throat> And he might be a guy that's even hanging around your waiver wire. And, I mean, just because I think this is a really good matchup for the Carolina offense. Uh, I mean, you see a pretty a decent floor here for Curtis Samuel. His worst game was week two against Tampa Bay, uh, almost six points. But then the last two weeks here, you got 11.4 and 17.3. Uh, I'm thinking this is looking like a pretty high floor for the wide receiver Curtis Samuel as your flex. So five and six targets in the last two weeks. Uh, he's also he's also going to get some rushing opportunities, and he did score the rushing touchdown last week. Uh, so maybe he gets in the receiving touchdown column this weekend. So I'm really into both of those guys there. Um, I guess all three receivers have my interest. We're not starting either defense in this one. I think this could be uh, one of the more entertaining, high-scoring uh, Thursday night football games. And again, just check out all of the uh, fantasy points allowed to the positions here. I got all that stuff ready for you to look at. And then if you're interested in going to the fantasyfellowship.com, I do have all my start sits uh, with the fantasy points allowed. Uh, those are all good to go for the other games. I'll probably be updating those tomorrow throughout the day. Uh, and then I'll have another uh, start sit probably for the whole uh, Sunday, Monday night slate. Um, so I think now I'm just going to open it up to some questions. It looks like we got one in here from Alex McBuckets. How's it going? Thanks for the question. So you're asking... Would you do this trade? I'm trading Chris Carson and Jalen Rager for Jonathan Taylor and DJ Chark. Um, so I'm actually kind of into Jonathan Taylor the rest of the way. And as it seems right now, it just seems like Chris Carson's like he's already dinged up. And I don't know how much healthier he's going to be. But let's because you're going to be getting Jonathan Taylor and DJ Chark in this scenario. Um, so I'm interested in looking at the Colts schedule first and foremost. So we kind of just kind of know what uh, know what to expect the rest of the season. And I think they have a decent schedule. So they're going to be playing against Detroit this weekend. That's a really good play. Uh, Baltimore, that might, I mean, we're going to have to limit our expectations, but he's got a chance at a touchdown pretty much every game. We're not scared of Tennessee's run game. We're not scared of Green Bay's run game. We're not scared of Tennessee's run game again. Houston, that's a plus matchup. Vegas is a plus matchup. Houston is a plus matchup. 
Pittsburgh is the toughest matchup on the slate here. So they do have to play Baltimore and Pittsburgh, uh, but I think Jonathan Taylor's got RB1 upside in all of these games here. So I think I'm leaning towards Jonathan Taylor. Chris Carson's he's been injured with multiple things throughout the season. So I'm not really sure uh, if we can trust him. He's already week to week. So I think if you can do it, I'm open to it. Uh, and then you're swapping Jalen Reger for DJ Chark. Uh, if Alex is still here, I'm just kind of curious what your uh, receiver depth looks like. I like DJ Chark, uh, but he's pretty much just a wide receiver three right now. We don't really trust that um, Gardner Minshew-led passing offense at the moment. But uh, I'm kind of leaning towards the Jonathan Taylor and the DJ Chark side. Uh, I might want to lean into the rookies. Really nice schedule here. Uh, what's going on, Six? How's it going? Any questions, let me know. Uh, I think for now, I'm just going to be hanging out. We got, I mean, I've only been going live for about 13 minutes. Uh, I think I'm going to pop over to the Roto World uh, News and just kind of basically do a little news report and see what we got going on today. We did have some interesting stuff with the Eagles today. Uh, they both, uh, both Dallas Goddard and uh, our guy Jalen Reger got activated. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on, especially for Carson Wentz owners. That might be the biggest beneficiary there. Um, so I'm, just, I'm basically just going to read the Roto World news and kind of see what's going on here. Um, so Antonio Brown's not playing against the Giants. He's going to be ready to go against the Saints. Um, Travis Homer held out of practice. This is another interesting thing because you did bring up uh, Chris Carson in that trade proposal. So we're seeing, uh, I think he's the fourth RB, Travis Homer. He's got a knee, knee bruise. He's not practicing today. Carlos Hyde has a hamstring tightness thing going on, but it's nothing major. So he's probably going to be uh, the lead back this weekend and then maybe uh, the next one if Chris Carson's out. So let me see what you got here. So you got Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, T. Higgins, Brandon Cooks, and T.Y. Hilton, who we both don't like. <laughs> I'm not a big uh, supporter of the Colts offense uh, receivers. I do like the running game there. I think Jonathan Taylor is safe. Uh, obviously, we think Chris Carson's probably got a little bit more upside, but you're, you're just downgrading a little bit just to get something more consistent and that's not as injury-prone. Um, but it looks like, I mean, I'm assuming you you probably start three of these receivers. You got A-Rob, Juju, Higgins, and Brandon Cooks. Uh, I really like what you're looking at here for receivers. So I think I'm okay with uh, going after the JT and the DJ Chark. I mean, I, I, I do think Jalen Reger could kind of be fun. Uh, as the season gets on, we've seen these rookie, all basically all the rookie receivers have been hitting. Um, so I kind of get it if you want to kind of wait and, and see what's up with Chris Carson. Uh, but then I guess my next question would be, what is your running back depth before you pull that trigger? I'm just curious uh, to maybe just make my decision a little bit more clear. Uh, so we got another comment here from our guy Six. So today I traded away Christian McCaffrey and Robert Woods for James Robinson and Calvin Ridley. Uh, so we're nervous CMC is affected by the ankle uh, a little bit like Saquon and Mike Davis earned a role. I would agree with you. I think Mike Davis has definitely earned a role uh, before uh, Mike Davis emerged, you know, from the injury here. I mean, Christian McCaffrey was getting over 90% of the snaps, you know, upwards of 95 to almost 100% of the snaps. And I just, I don't think they can do that anymore with him. And just because Mike Davis has looked so good, you got to expect that. I mean, maybe it's a 75-25 split. Uh, I still think Mike Davis is going to probably take a little bit off the top of McCaffrey. And maybe they're just, I mean, it really depends if, if the Panthers can keep winning. Um, especially this one, because if they win, they're going to be, what, four and four, uh, which could be kind of interesting. Uh, they, they think they might have a shot at the playoffs, so maybe they kind of want to just keep McCaffrey fresh and just keep rolling with Mike Davis. Um, so I think I'm okay. And James Robinson, man, at the moment right now, he's a top five running back. So uh, I don't mind locking in the James Robinson and then Calvin Ridley over Robert Woods. That's a massive improvement. Uh, I mean, I think Ridley's still the wide receiver one. 
So I think I'm actually okay with that trade six. I think you did a pretty good job there. Uh, so you're six and one too. So yeah, you're, you, you basically just bolstered uh, your, you improved your receiving group pretty massively. And then I think you didn't really downgrade that much with James Robinson. Um, so back to our guy, Alex McBuckets. So not much depth at the running back position, uh, but you got Dalvin Cook, Chris Carson, Mike Davis, and Cam Akers. Yeah, Cam Akers has been disappointing. I don't really know if we're ever going to see him unless we get, you know, some clarity with an injury to Henderson or, or to Malcolm Brown. Uh, but I guess you can continue to wait on Akers. I'm assuming this is a PPR league. I think Dalvin Cook's going to be back uh, this weekend. Uh, I might even actually, uh, one of the guys that I follow, Sigmund Bloom, he had a really good idea today that it might be, this might be the time to trade uh, Dalvin Cook just because it seems like uh, the Vikings are <clears throat> they're probably going to be going into tank mode pretty soon here. I don't really see them having much of a chance uh, going up against the, the Packers. And I guess if we just look at the schedule real quick for the Vikings, um, <clears throat> I mean, they're playing Green Bay, they're playing Detroit, and then they got to play the Bears. Uh, so that's a tough matchup here. And then uh, you've got the Dallas Cowboys, Carolina Panthers. These are all kind of good matchups here. Uh, then you get Jacksonville. It's probably another good matchup. But if you're expecting to make the playoffs, I mean, you're going up against Tampa Bay, Chicago, and New Orleans. Um, so those are going to be three tough games for the Vikings just in general. And then who knows if Dalvin Cook's even going to be healthy. So I might be interested in maybe moving Dalvin Cook. Uh, I might even hold on to him just because of these two games. And uh, just think about that in a little bit. But it might be time to move on from Dalvin Cook, especially because of those last three games, and then maybe the the tough schedule at the end. So uh, I'm kind of open to that. But uh, hey, man, six, thanks for the subscription. I really appreciate that. Uh, that's awesome to hear. But uh, any other questions, I guess? We got a couple guys in the chat here. Uh, I'm open to just kind of reading the news and seeing what pops up here. Uh, but the Seattle running back situation, Chris Carson, they did say he's week to week. Uh, so I don't know if that means we're going to see Carson next week, but I would I would assume that he's probably out at least two games, and we'll see what happens here. But they do have Carlos Hyde who's going to get plugged in. Uh, so I think against the 49ers, you're going to see a tandem of Carlos Hyde and the rookie DJ Dallas. Dallas will probably be the primary pass-catching running back, so I'm open to that as a potential what-the-hell kind of RB2 you know, in PPR. We'll see what happens, uh, just especially because Carlos Hyde has a hamstring injury. I'm really nervous about those. Uh, soft tissue injuries for players. Sometimes those are the ones that, you know, happen in the first quarter. And then all of a sudden we're looking at the backup, you know, just getting a huge game. Uh, and then you got Miles Sanders here. He did not participate in Wednesday's practice. Uh, I think Boston Scott's going to be another good play going into Sunday night football. If you have Boston Scott, I would plan on playing him, uh, even if Sanders is going to play. Uh, then you got Leonard Fournette here going to be labeled as the nickel running back. I think he's going to be basically an RB2 flex and PPR probably the rest of the way. Uh, LaShawn McCoy has not been impressive with his opportunities as a pass catcher. And we know Ronald Jones is not a great pass catcher. Jones is a good runner, uh, but <clears throat> especially in the two minute offense, hurry up kind of mode. I think Leonard Fournette's earning that trust there where he's probably going to get five to six targets a game uh, as well as, you know, a handful of touches and maybe the goal line back at some point. Uh, so I, I think Leonard Fournette's got a good outlook the rest of the way as a pass catcher. Uh, we did see, I guess they're calling Chris Carson a game time decision against week eight. So they did say he's week to week. Uh, so this is something I'm going to probably be watching to, definitely tomorrow and Friday. If he gets any kind of limited practice in, uh, that would kind of surprise me. Um, so I'm just interested in seeing what they have to do. Uh, Michael Thomas did not practice again. Uh, so I, there's got to be something else going on here. I really don't know. Uh, it doesn't make that much sense to be out with an ankle and a hamstring for pretty much all of the season. Uh, we really don't know what's going on here. Maybe the Saints can kind of 
give us a peek behind the curtain, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. So if you're a Michael Thomas owner, I think you just got to continue to wait and just let him sit in the IR spot and try to keep fending off people without him. Um, looks like Austin Hooper's probably not going to play again this week. He did not practice today. That means Harrison Bryant, if you need a tight end, Harrison Bryant is going to be the leading guy in snaps and probably the targets for the tight ends. Odell Beckham's out for the year. Uh, so I think that just means more targets to the tight end position. So I'm interested in Harrison Bryant here. Uh, and then we did see Julio Jones was removed from the injury report, which is good to see. He got a full practice uh, in today. So we got six running some uh, DFS lineups for tomorrow night. Uh, excited for that. I'm interested to see what kind of stacks you got working with here um, for all the monies, he says. So making peace with the fact that Michael Thomas is going to play somewhere else very soon. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I'm sure a couple teams actually called the Saints to say, like, hey, what's going on? Uh, you guys trying to move them or what's going on here? <clears throat> but I don't know. It just seems like maybe the team is kind of fed up with, uh, I don't know if it's his attitude or, or what? Maybe he's just not playing with a, a minor injury. I don't know. There could be a lot of things going on there. Uh, he is one of the best receivers in the league, but maybe he's just being a little bit uh, of an attitude issue at the moment. Um, some more news here. We got Nikhil Harry not practicing. I don't think anyone's using him for fantasy. Uh, a couple of uh, <clears throat> Dallas Cowboys were released today, Don Terry Poe and Daryl Worley. These guys will probably be picked up pretty quickly here by some playoff contenders, I would imagine. Uh, this was kind of one of the bigger news blurbs of the day that I saw is Jones remained sidelined at Wednesday's practice. Um, so it just kind of feels like the Packers are going to have their way with the Vikings team on Sunday. And that just to me means even if Aaron Jones were to play, Jamal Williams is probably going to get a decent enough workload and this one to be an RB2 flex. So at the moment right now, I'm leaning towards saying Jones might not even, he's probably not even going to play at all. Uh, and if he does play, he's probably only going to be, you know, on a snap count, maybe get 50% of the workload. Uh, and then you're going to see, I mean, Jamal Williams is a big, strong running back. He can, you know, he can handle and bang in between the tackles. Uh, so I think at the moment right now, I'm leaning towards Jamal Williams uh, being a start. So if anyone dropped Jamal Williams after last weekend, you should really snag him up because I mean, Aaron Jones, he, before his breakout year last year, he was kind of labeled injury prone. And I don't know, he's already got the calf injury now. Uh, so this could affect some other things. But I'm interested to see uh, what this backfield looks like going forward. Um, so we got another comment here from Alex McBuckets. Uh, so I don't know if you'll accept, but do you think me trading Chris Carson and T. Higgins for Jonathan Taylor and A.J. Brown is a steal for me? Uh, I mean, if you can get Jonathan Taylor and A.J. Brown, I would, I would definitely love to have that on my team. Uh, A.J. Brown's one of the best receivers in the league right now. I think he's had all three of his games back. He's been over 20 PPR points. Um, so if, you, if your guy is interested in doing that, I think I would, I would definitely try to steal that from him. That would be a really good move for you uh, if you can do that. Super excited about that move. I do like T. Higgins. I do like T. Higgins a lot, but he's just not the alpha uh, that, um, that A.J. Brown is. Um, so, yeah, if Indy could just use Jonathan Taylor for some reason – I don't know what it is, but that Indianapolis offense, uh, it's just not as exciting and efficient as we want it to be. They should be giving Jonathan Taylor um, some more run than what he's actually getting. And he's actually a really good pass catcher, uh, which was kind of the misconception of him coming out of college is that he didn't get to do it much at Wisconsin. But, I mean, he's caught 16 to 17 targets, which is pretty damn good, over 10 yards uh, per catch here, which is even fantastic. So we'd like to see these touchdowns get up here. He's running the ball fine. He's just not getting uh, the volume. But we do see, I mean, every week they're going to get him 12 to 15 touches at least. Uh, and if his worst game is going to be an 8.9, I think you can take that. 
Uh, but he's starting to build a pretty solid floor here of, you know, 13 to 15 points uh, any given week here. And then if he starts getting these touchdowns more consistently, I think we could be onto something. Uh, but like I said, that, that that schedule for Indianapolis looked really, really good. Uh, so Jonathan Taylor, especially as the weather gets colder, uh, Philip Rivers, uh, he's an old quarterback. He's going to want to, you know, hand the ball off when it gets outdoors, you know, come Tennessee, Houston games, you know, things like that. So they have a really good schedule. Young running back to lean on. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up, you know, with eight to 10 touchdowns by the end of the season. So Jonathan Taylor is one of my favorite trade candidates uh, at the moment. So I'm just kind of back to the Roto World uh, news blurb here. Tim Patrick is not practicing. Uh, one of the websites I use, footballguys.com. Uh, Cecil Lammy, he is a radio personality for Denver. He writes for footballguys.com as well. Uh, he's been pumping up Jerry Judy this, uh, this whole week, saying that the offensive quarterbacks uh, coach and just some of the other offensive coaches are basically telling Drew Locke to target, you know, some of these more underneath routes, the quick routes, uh, like a Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler saying, we got to get the ball out more quickly and just keep the offense on track because uh, Drew Locke just tends to kind of hang back. He tries to make plays with his legs or he's looking deep for Tim Patrick or some of these tight ends. Uh, so you could see a boost from Jerry Judy and uh, KJ Hamler. And then maybe it's just some more quick passes to the tight ends as well. So I'm kind of open uh, to Denver's offense, maybe getting a little bit more efficient as the season goes on here. Uh, we got another rookie wide receiver note here. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. has been designated to return. Uh, we're not super like we love Jonathan Taylor and what he can do in this offense, but I don't really think we're excited about the Phillip Rivers and the passing offense. I think if there's one uh, area of the Colts passing game that I'm interested in, it might be Trey Burton just because the bar is it's so damn low for tight end uh, where he can get, you know, four to five catches in the PPR league. Um, so it looks like Joe Mixon uh, did not practice today. Uh, the interesting part, if you're a Joe Mixon owner, you probably saw that the Bengals do have a bye next week. Uh, so typically this to me means he's not going to play. They're going to want to get him uh, just the extra week off of no, you know, body blows or anything like that. So it's a good matchup against the Titans if he can play. Uh, but if you have Giovanni Bernard, hold on tight. I think you might be in for another really nice uh, Giovanni Bernard weekend. Uh, Mark Ingram is not practicing. This is an interesting one. Uh, and this is especially interesting because they were coming off the bye. So we had the high ankle sprain uh, the week before the bye. Still not practicing yet. This is going to mean big things for Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins uh, in terms of snaps and touches. But the bad thing is they're playing against the Steelers. Uh, so I still really don't know if I can trust Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins if Mark Ingram's not going to play. Uh, if I had to choose one in a desperation kind of mode, I would go Gus Edwards just because I think he's going to be the goal back. Looks like Randall Cobb's getting some calls about being a trade candidate. And they kind of gave him a lot of money. I think they gave him a three-year, $27 million deal. So if someone's open to doing that, uh, that could be kind of interesting. I think Randall Cobb should be a receiver that's owned, even if he sticks on the Texans, just because they have to throw the ball and keep up so much. I mean, their defense, uh, it's not good. We got to get JJ. We got a free JJ Watt from the Houston Texans. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Trade deadline, I believe, is the third. I think that's next Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, so we're probably going to see a lot of flurries, uh, maybe even tomorrow, Friday. But definitely, I mean, next Tuesday might be a pretty fun day uh, for us fantasy football nerds. Uh, we got Philip Lindsay not practicing today. That's going to be good things for Melvin Gordon. Uh, Royce Freeman, desperation, RB2, emergency. Uh, Andy Dalton did not practice today. It's looking like Ben DiNucci might be the guy that gets the start. And then I do believe they called up another. I don't think it was Garrett Gilbert. But I thought they called out 
uh, another quarterback just to the practice squad. So it's not looking good for Andy Dalton here. I'd be surprised if he does play. Uh, but Thursday or Friday, if he gets a limited practice in, I think that might be a good news uh, that he would play. So again, more Texans trade news here. The Packers are among one of the teams to inquire about Will Fuller. That would be really fun uh, for Aaron Rodgers uh, fantasy owners uh, and probably pretty fun for Will Fuller too as he gets uh, just a little bit healthier atmosphere to be a better wide receiver. Uh, Jordan Reed's return from injury reserve. Nothing exciting really uh, for us now that George Kittle's healthy. Uh, Tevin Coleman, this is kind of an interesting one. Uh, I don't think he's got a really high you know, fantasy football uh, floor, but he is back and they do, I mean, they're missing Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Uh, so maybe Tevin Coleman kind of gets mixed in a little bit uh, within this week and the next week going forward. Uh, but I think this week it's going to be Jarek McKinnon and Jermichael Hasty, pretty much just sharing the full load uh, against Seattle. Not a tough matchup, but I'm kind of interested in seeing the young, the undrafted rookie, Jermichael Hasty. I think if he's available in your league, this might be a guy. Um, throw a dollar or two in there and get him for free, whatever you can do. Uh, but this seems like a player that might get some more work as the season goes on. So super interesting to watch this 49ers backfield. Uh, a couple other more news blurbs here before we end the day. Uh, Allen Robinson's in the concussion protocol. I don't know when this happened. It looks like he exited late in the fourth quarter, they're saying. Uh, but so he didn't practice today. We'll watch for the next couple days. If he plays, he's got a really good matchup uh, going up. I think that's, uh, don't they play the Saints? I can't remember who they play. Uh, but a really good matchup for Allen Robinson if he can go. Um, apparently, Tack McKinley's going to be in trade talks. He didn't practice this weekend, so he's probably uh, getting moved out of here next Tuesday. And then the other big trade news today was Carlos Dunlap moves from the Bengals to the Seattle Seahawks. So they finally get a little bit of boost of a pass rush. That's kind of exciting there. Um, Jaguars just saying he's going to plan to make changes. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, Jalen Reger, the Philadelphia Eagles, man, I'm kind of super excited to see what they can do. Jalen Reger activated off IR. He had the kind of broken, I think it was the thumb. Yeah, the broken thumb uh, from earlier in the season. Uh, he's going to probably slide in like second or third in the pecking order for the wide receivers. I think Travis Fulgham is going to be the main guy probably for the rest of the season. It's, hard, it's really hard to kind of just take away what he's done for the Eagles the last few weeks. Uh, so he's probably going to be their primary X receiver, which means Reger would kind of slide into the Deshaun Jackson role. Uh, and he's probably going to line up against the number two corners. Uh, I'm actually really excited to see uh, what he can do just because all of the rookie receivers seem to be hitting right now. So why not Jalen Reger? Uh, they have a lot of big plans for him, I think, with the playbook. And uh, they need receiver help right now. I think he can play over Greg Ward. And then I don't know if the next one here is going to be, I mean, John Brown practicing, Dalvin Cook uh, practiced today. That's exciting. But the other one was Dallas Goddard here. This was probably the most interesting one today. And uh, they had some footage of him at practice, and he looked really good. Like, he looked uh, like he wasn't limited at all. I think he, you know, he practiced with the pads on in full. Uh, and they might even let him play uh, this Sunday night, which would be huge. If you were fortunate enough to draft Goddard or picked him up because someone dropped him, I mean, we're going to be looking at a, a possibly a top five tight end the rest of the season uh, just because Zach Ertz is out of the picture now and Dallas Goddard was a top 10 tight end even before Ertz got hurt. So Dallas Goddard's going to step into a potential uh, league winning top five tight end role for us the rest of the season. Uh, so that's super exciting. Uh, and then I'm just going to kind of double back here to some of the comments. Looks like you guys have been uh, kind of commenting on some things here. So yeah, the Eagles, Alex McBuckets. I'm pretty excited about the Eagles, man. I think uh, things are shaping up for them. I mean, they're getting really healthy with their pass catchers. Uh, the offensive line got healthier today too. Let's just take a look at those. Um, I'm curious 
I haven't looked at everyone's practice reports today, but I did see some good news here. Um, so where was it? Lane Johnson did not practice today. Uh, who was it? I thought they got another offensive lineman back today. It uh, looks like Jack Driscoll did not practice either. So they were missing a few guys, but uh, pretty interesting news here. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's still not hanging out, but they did get, like I said, Dallas Goddard and Jalen Reger. So we're both excited there. Yeah, there you go. Peters is back. He didn't show him on the, the practice report here because he's practicing. So that's awesome to hear. I think the Eagles, man, they could put their stamp on the NFC East on Sunday night football. It should be a really good game for fantasy football. Um, yeah, I think I think Reger's got a shot at being the number two. Uh, I mean, he's he's more talented than Greg Ward. I kind of just view Greg Ward as kind of like a placeholder for now. Uh, but as soon as they get Jalen Reger, maybe he plays just in a limited role. Like I wouldn't start Jalen Reger this weekend. Um, maybe it's kind of just like a wait and see approach to see just kind of how he goes. I'd be more comfortable starting Goddard if he comes back and plays. Uh, but in the two games that we got from from Jalen Reger, I mean, he connected on that 55-yard bomb uh, week one and then a really consistent here, four for four uh, for 41 yards, 8.1 fantasy points. So I think this could be a possession receiver uh, for the Eagles down the road. And, I mean, I got him stashed on my IR in a couple leagues right now. Uh, and since he's activated, I'll have to go check those and get him activated and ready to go. Uh, but all of a sudden, I mean, as miserable as it was for the Eagles the first couple of weeks, it looks like they got some some positive news here. Offensive line's getting healthier. Receiver group is getting healthier. Uh, and then they get Dallas Goddard back. So a lot of good things uh, brewing here for the NFC East. Uh, but any other questions? I guess I'm probably running on over a little over 30 minutes here. Uh, my schedule tomorrow is pretty open. I'm probably going to be doing my um, – I'll probably be going live for about an hour, maybe – I'm trying not to, I'm not sure what time yet, maybe five or six o'clock in the evening, uh, but I'll be going over all of my start sit charts and kind of just reviewing what I think uh, should be done for lineups advice. But uh, if you want to check it out, I, I think I put a link uh, in the description for the start sit chart. I got a couple other things on the homepage too. Uh, you can check out my opportunity report. That's going to tell you all the snap charts or all the snap counts and all the stats from last week. If you want to see who's been playing more than the other players. Uh, but otherwise, I think that's going to do it for tonight's show. Uh, I want to thank you guys for hanging out and uh, all the good conversations that we had in the chats. And uh, I don't know. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And uh, we'll see you in another video. Peace.